See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All righty, ro- righty Roo, and welcome to Slow Robot Go-Go, show number 44. I don't even know why I keep saying the numbers. I just do. It's a thing. So you can remember them. Yeah, but I don't. That's anyway, okay. yes, this is the movie podcast dedicated to sometimes new, usually old, always wacky or entertaining. Always bad. Always bad movies. So, my name is Mao. Uh, you can listen to... Oh, of course, check us out on iTunes, uh, Slow Robot A Go-Go, and give us some comments so it helps us out. Or listen to us at our website, where there's always some shenanigans going on. That's uh, slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. Or, and you can, or I should say, and you can also ask to join our Facebook. Uh, that, of course, is the same name, Slow Robot A Go-Go. Uh, just join the group, and I usually have some polls or some uh, teasers about what's coming up the next week, that kind of thing. You can interact with us. Alongside, or you can also uh, listen to um, my other online concerns would be the a travel blog from when I was in Korea that I picked up again. Uh, that's kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. Or you can also listen to some of my shena- other shenanigans that are not movie-based at bunchofdorks.com. And those are all things. Anyway, enough of that shtick. And with <laughs> me, who it. is with me here? Dr. Morbius. From parts unknown. I have no shenanigans, except for, uh, what was my shenanigan? Oh yeah, uh, Two Dimension Podcast, a comic yes. book podcast with no direction, where we review comics and movies and uh, all those sorts of things like yeah. that. And damn it, you know, I, um, I had to give a shout out to uh, a friend and fellow podcaster who's on your podcast, he did the artwork for Slow Robot A Go-Go, which is very beautiful. He has two uh, blogs. King Don. King Don. And uh, King Don has two blogs that he he actually mentioned us on one of them. And I said, oh, that's awesome. Thanks. I'll, I'll, throw, I'll get, make sure I give a shout out. I forgot to print them. I'm so dumb. Um, we'll put a, we'll put a post them at the uh, on the, the link. show on the yeah, link. Yeah, we'll put some links there for it because uh, he's a really good guy. He's done a lot for the show. Um, and there's also a friend and he, of... And he could be a future... Oh, he will be. <laughs> when we do those movies. <laughs> oh, he will be. When, right. when we when we uh, explore the glorious that is Hercules... Men in skirts. Men in skirts. He will be here. And I will... Not in a skirt, though. I hope not. No. that No, we're not doing that. No. Okay. So anyway... Except Roddy's kind of like in a skirt in one of the movies, <laughs> but we'll get so to that awesome. later. Anyway... Um, yes, we have two movies that we're going to go through. We also have our top ten movie quotes. One-liners. Um, one-liners that we're going to Two-liners, maybe. Yeah, usually, mine, mine are usually like a setup and a, and a ba-dum-bum. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. So, uh, what have you watched this week, Dr. Just Morbius? Our movies, I, just, just our movies. I haven't watched anything else. Really? Yeah, that's it. Why not? Why? Uh, watching football, watching well, pro football, watching college football, doing some drawing. Wow. Well, then I'll get chilling. I'll get to my list, which All is right. which is numerous. I've been I've been really really trying to like just keep watching movies, you know, even on downtime, just just watch some something, anything, you know, to keep um kind of growing, I guess. Okay, first one, Sphere, 
which was interesting. Um, okay. Sphere was the the one with Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, and who was the commander from that? Not no, not Samuel Jackson, because Samuel Jackson was it. There's a commander in this movie, I, and I should have stopped and looked it up. The next movie I watched was a very young him, and I'm like, who's this guy? And it turns out it's the same guy. I had no idea, but he was in both I, movies. I don't know Sphere. What's the other movie? Sphere, uh, Time Rider. I don't even know that one. Uh, Time Rider is um the it's like Time Rider the the Adventures of Lyle Swan Lynn Swan no <laughs> Lynn Swan He's no Lyle, Lyle Swan I think that's the name of it. <laughs> it's so great. Hold okay. on, now I gotta like look this up because that's driving me crazy. <laughs> you the Adventures of Lynn Swan in the future where he catches passes throughout all. <laughs> Time Rider. Not Time Walker. No, Lyle Swan. The Adventures of Lyle Swan. Never heard of it. Time Rider, The Adventures of Lyle Swan. This was starring Fred Ward. Oh, Fred Ward. Yeah, Yeah. he's been tons of movies. But the guy that was in both of them was Peter Coyote. Yeah, Peter Coyote. He's been in a bunch of movies, Peter Coyote was was the head bad guy in this. Mostly dramas. Yeah. Well, he was... Unbeknownst to me, he was in both these movies. He was the commander in Sphere. Time Rider, The Adventures of Lyle Swan was one of those movies that they made going, saying, this is going to be like James Bond. You're going to be famous for being Lyle Swan, and you're going to be, we're going to make 20 of these, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was made in the 80s, you can tell it's an 80s movie, movie, from the music and just from the way it's shot, you can usually tell. This is one of those movies, um... Where they say his name, that's how you can tell that they're trying to set up like a series. Do they go like Swan, Lyle yeah, Swan? Yeah, they're like no, they're like oh, who's riding so fast in that motorcycle? It must be Swan. Lyle Swan's the guy who rides like that. And they're like, how can you tell it's Lyle Swan? And he's like, look how he's riding that motorcycle. You know, like at, that was every tedious line was about Lyle or Lyle Swan or Swan. You know, <laughs> so basically. Yes, Fred Ward. Um, it was a good time travel movie. It was, it was good. I liked it, but that part, that stuff gets to me when they keep saying the name over and over and over. Like they did that in that old western Shane. Oh yeah, if that's you, a classic movie. If you though. watch that movie, they say Shane no less than ten billion times in that movie. Literally, I think... Well, some the little kid keeps calling him, too. Shane, or whatever. Everyone. Shane, Shane, Shane. And towards, like, about a half an hour in, I'm like, I'm gonna punch a hole through this TV if they say Shane one more damn time. Anyway. So, I watched that. I watched Sphere. I watched Time Rider. Then I watched The Hunted, which was a, uh, Christopher Lambert, um, Gaijin in Japan fighting ninjas, golfing ninjas and it's crazy. It was it was shenanigans from st- <laughs> from start to finish. Um I watched Fugitive Alien 1 and 2. That's like a those are movies that were kind of cobbled together from uh, Japanese TV shows and they just made it it was vinyl suit rific, what can I say? Uh then I watched one called Lunosity. Lunosity is basically it's shot like a documentary where they find this space, this time travel, this uh, it's a it's a whole time travel plot kind of thing with the Church of Lun- Lunosity, which is an obvious reference to Scientology. <laughs> it was it's it's a good movie. Um, 
I don't think I'll watch it again, but it was a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you watch it the first time and you go, that was really interesting and and and, and it was pretty well shot and well done. And then you go, okay, well I'm done with it though. You know. And then finally, yesterday I watched the second of the the second Blu-ray disc of my complete series of Samurai Champloo. Um, I'm not a super anime guy, but when they're good, I like them. And I would highly recommend anyone that even has an inkling of of the uh, anime to go back and watch the series. I picked up the whole complete series on Baby Blue for $36, and it was money well spent. Um, I I guarantee I'll watch that a second time. Because I really... It's it's fun, it's well-drawn, it's well-written. It's not one of those annoying animes. You know, some of them really get to you quick, and you're like, I'm done with this shit, you know. But this one was uh, overall a very good... Story, so I would advise it. And that's it. That's it. No more. Oh my god, I talk too much. Actually, I I mean I really like to watch, and part of me like wants to watch more and more so I can talk more about it on air. Like you know, I, like I feel like I let the view the listeners down if I don't have a, like a list of movies. So that's pushing me. Yeah. And now you're drinking some soda. <laughs> yes, because I also think I'll let the listeners down if I don't drink coffee on air. Oh, it's on, coffee. Yes, oh, yes. Okay. So let's let's drop a. Should we drop a trailer in or just go right into it? Uh, drop a trailer. Why not? Okay. Yeah, we've talked enough. All right, we're gonna drop. I'm gonna drop in the hundred best movie lines. Now this okay. is relevant because, uh, of course, as I t- said in the beginning of the show, we're going to do our top ten favorite uh, one-liners, movie lines. Uh, and to start that off, I'm going to drop in. There's a YouTube video that I posted um, on our on our Facebook group. It's the top 100 movie lines in 200 seconds. So it's very it's well done. It's very well edited. Uh, not mine. It's somebody else's. So take a listen to these, and then we'll come back with our top tens. What'd you do? <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid. I am serious. And don't call me sure. There's no crying in baseball! Gosh! Boy, the meatloaf! It's not a tumor. Price is wrong, bitch. Hey, the Schwartz be with you. The who? The her. Spew into this. Yeah, baby. Yeah! I'm the dude. What are you looking at, butthead? This boy talking on the telephone. What? Knockers. I get older, they stay the same age. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I am your father. Ruby, give this people air. I'm sorry, Dave. I'll get you, my pretty. Take your sticking paws off me. May the force be with you. Get away from her, you bitch. Oh, oh. I'm so scared. They're here. Here's Johnny. No wire hanger. A boy's best friend is his mother. He's alive. I see that. You're going to need a bigger boat. Red rum. What's in the box? Hello, Sydney. What's the most you ever lost in a car toss? He's looking at you, kid. This is Robinson. You're trying to seduce me. Nobody puts baby in a corner. You had me at hello. I'll have what she's had. Love me, never having to say you're sorry. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I wish I knew how to quit you. You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? 
Sullivan. You make me want to be a better man. Stella! Marie, for lack of a better word, is good. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I drink your milkshake. You can't handle the truth. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. About to There you go. So now those were the hundred best. Like I view those as kind of the top, the hundred like classic best lines. You know, there's a few missing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we're here to mop that up. Well, you know, it's funny they they consider uh, even probably because I never saw the movie. They consider that uh, one uh, with Adam Sandler in the top one hundred. Uh, where he beats up uh, Bill Bob Barker. And oh, that price is wrong. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, really? There's some funny ones, you know. Okay, yeah, whatever. So we're going to start, since you went first, I went first last time, now you go first this time. So Okay. So now you're up with your list of top ten. Uh-oh, I'm putting it on the spot, and I have to go to my composition book. Yeah, here. and mine, mine this week is much much l- uh, less organized. Uh, and Kind of like mine are. Yeah. Last week I was really on point. You know what I mean? I, I like had them like typed out and all that kind of crap. This week I have a, a, a sideways index card with some scribble jotted down on it. All right. Well, let's see here. You know, there's a lot. There's, there's like lots of them. You know, there's way too many of them, you know? Yeah, that's and, true. And, I, you know... Well, I might just well I might as well just keep I might as well just start. Okay, well there's the one obvious one from this movie. I'm not gonna say it, you'll hear it in the trailer, so it's it talks about chewing gum and kicking ass or whatever. So yeah, that's that's a, you know, of course going back to Clint Eastwood, go ahead punk, make my day, you know, classic oh, one yeah, or whatever. Okay. Bobby De Niro, you talking to me, you know, you gotta have that one. Because I even use that one at in daily life when somebody says something, I go, You talking to me? Yeah, <laughs> nice. see if they get it or yeah, not. Right. You know, I don't know. Uh, well, from Frankenstein, it's alive. You know, when the monster like gets you know born or whatever, that's always a that's always a good one here. From of course from the Godfather, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Classic stuff there. Oh God, let's see. Uh, well, here's one. Here's one that I that I didn't find on the, but I always thought it was funny. Remember in Pee Wee's 
Playhouse when he like crashes the bike and he stands up and he goes, I meant to do that. Uh, well, <laughs> I use that one a lot when I screw up. <laughs> of course, from uh, from uh, Scarface, say hello to my little friend. You nice. Know, I, I didn't have that one. Yeah, you got to have that one, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, from uh, the uh, Wizard of Oz, of course, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. You know, that's always... Uh, that's always a classic one from Sherlock Holmes. Elementary, my dear Watson. Yeah, good old uh, Basil Rathbone. Uh, from Poltergeist. They're here. Nice. Classic. Of course, from The Shining, here's Johnny. You know, Jack Nicholson. And uh, another uh, another uh, Marlon Brando from On the Waterfront. Uh, could have been a contender. That's a classic one nice. too. Nice, yeah. And uh, how about how about Stella? <laughs> yeah, Stella. <laughs> and here's an here's an odd here's an oddball one, but it uh, it was in the the thing. I forgot about this one. From remember the Warriors? Remember that like creepy guy Warriors come out to play and he's banging the three little uh, the three little Coke bottles on his hand. That's always an obnoxious one. And I'll just end with one of the classic ones of all time. No more wire hangers. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Did you know? Interesting trivia coming up. That her granddaughter. Yeah, Christina was, Crawford. Christina Crawford's granddaughter was Joan Crawford. In, was in my was in my class. You're kidding me. Uh, she went. I, she lived maybe a half mile away from me, and uh-huh. her mother was the one that was fighting that, saying that's all bullshit. Oh. And she was actually. I remember when we were in third grade or something like that. We um, they showed that on air because uh, Carla's mom was on air and saying, um, you know, it was on AM Today or whatever, and wow. she, her interview was saying that's all lies. And those, the end tables that were sh- featured in that movie were in her house. No kidding. Yeah. Really? No, like straight up truth. It's very cool. Now, are they disputing that that wasn't you? That was a made-up line. Did she say that? Then no, no, Joan no, Crawford saying, never said. She's saying Joan, no. She thing? was saying Joan Crawford never hit them. Oh, okay. So All she right. disputed like the whole thing. She was like, I don't know where this is even coming from. So Christina Crawford didn't write this in her book. The 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 adopted daughter of Joan Crawford that wasn't in the book. No. No, no, no. She's she's saying it's all it was all like all that abuse all stuff made was up. all made up. Wow. Yeah, because I guess she was the first daughter. Okay, I got you. Carla's mom was the first daughter, I think. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, very interesting. Which is that that's what they came back with. Well, it's like, well, you were the actual daughter, not the adopted, or you were the first daughter. I don't really know, but yeah. That, so that's that, she was in my class. Kind of oh, cool. Cool, man. Brush with greatness. <laughs> yes. She was all right. And now for your list, sir. Yes, now for my list. And again, I don't even know if I have ten or how many I have. Okay. Uh, well, one of them is... I'm going to just kind of go in random order here. Uh, go for it. See how disheveled I am? Usually I'm so like... Yeah, I have a number right. and everything. That's all right. From the movie Tommy Boy. Well, if you want me to shit in a box and write guaranteed on the side, I can. <laughs> <laughs> As, I like, thought that was really funny. From the Great White Hype. Um, who is that guy that... The guy who was always a liar and oh, oh John Lovitz. John Lovitz goes. John Lovitz. He, they're trying to talk this guy into fighting, coming back a white guy coming back to fight a black guy, and he goes hundred years, and he kisses his son. He goes you, <laughs> <laughs> like he, like everyone's gonna remember him because of this fight. So that was that was great. The Great White Hype is a very good movie. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's a really funny. It's a good movie. It's funny. Samuel Jackson plays the um, Don King. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And and he is off the chain, and it, it is really funny. Um, another one would be from one we've already reviewed. This ain't no funeral home. <laughs> Welcome to hell from <laughs> yeah, yeah, from you. Tales from the Hood, which yeah, that go. is one of my favorites from Aliens. Game over, man. It's a bug hunt. So I don't think that's even the order of it, but I don't care. That's, that's fine. I just piece it together. Who is that guy's name? That's <sighs> absolutely losing it. The Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill yeah, Pullman yeah, just Pullman, off yeah. the chain. I always think he's the other one. Uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right, right. There's one called Grandma's Boy, and the, the, he's really high, and he's supposed to go with his friend. Him and his friend are really high, and they're sitting in the basement getting stoned and they're supposed to go to argue their case in front of uh in front of this committee in like a in this uh co- corporation that uh-huh. he was fired from and the phone rings and, he's, and he goes you have to drive to your work to, to go thing and he goes and he says uh, i'm way too high to drive to the devil's house because like <laughs> when he hands him the phone he's so high he thinks he's talking to the devil <laughs> that was that's a good one dirty harry you know, in all this excitement, I kind of lost track. Did I fire five yeah, right. bullets? Or did I fire six bullets or only five? Well, what you do you think? Do you, do you feel lucky, punk? That, that's, that, I love that one. Um, this is, has the explicit tag on it. There was this Chinese movie, and you can tell I don't even know what it is. I can't even remember what I... I hacked it up on the, the, on the Dubbed 420 TV show. And I dropped this guy in after we saw him... I dropped this guy's, this one quote into this show every time, <laughs> hundreds of times. It's this skinny Chinese guy with this weird mohawk. He almost looks like a character from a 1980s, like a Double Dragon right, video right, game. Yeah, yeah. And he has, and he goes, hey man, F you. And he throws <laughs> his finger up and he says, he says that he doesn't say F you, he says the real word. That guy saying that line was in the Duff 420 shows I'll I guarantee think I've seen a thousand it. times because yeah. I would just drop yeah. him in anywhere I saw him. I would drop him in in the middle of a scene and they'd just be like what is this and just some Chinese guy screaming that so yeah <laughs> now on to my to the last ones I have one two I have four that oh I have one more before that one from Austin Powers um was it Michael York no Michael no, who the 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 father who plays the father? Oh, dude, you're killing me now. Oh God, uh, uh, the on. father of Austin Powers. Yeah, uh, he's I a very he's a very, he's a very famous actor. Hold on, let me look this up. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot from Austin Powers, and I mean, yeah. some of them are actually in the uh, the the trailer thing that we played or whatever. Uh, Mike, it was not. It's not Michael York. It's yes, not, it is. Yes, it okay, is. Okay, it's not. Okay, Michael I York. knew it was that. I couldn't think of it. So Michael York is standing there, and he's like, "There are two. There are two things I can't stand in this world: people who are intolerant of other people's cultures, and the Dutch." <laughs> just the way he says it anytime I see anything related to the to to the word Dutch or Dutch people, I always go the Dutch. <laughs> Usually, I write um, my friend. Uh, Oliver and and he just starts laughing at the same time because we used to say it all the time. So the next th- the next three are kind of um or are, are are kind of like almost scenes. I can't I can't say yeah they're, yeah they're not yeah. one liners, but the um from Goodfellas. You're a pistol, you know. You're really funny, and then here comes 
Danny DeVito. What do you mean I'm funny? I'm funny how? Yeah, and he yeah, just starts yeah, going yeah. crazy. And he's at the point where this guy think, who's trying to get made thinks that this guy's going to kill him for one wrong thing, you know. Yeah. He's like, how am I funny? I'm funny how? You know, he, he just, Pesci just goes into his own little crazy yeah, world. Insane, man. He's so, insane. yeah, that's, how am I funny? I'm funny how? That's the one. Big Trouble in Little China, of which that is basically one hour and a half long one-liner. You know, that movie is, I really think that's one of the funniest movies ever made. Um, where Jack Burton, who is, of course, uh, Russell, Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, oh, Kurt yeah. Russell. Actor. Oh, okay. And then he's like, uh, just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earthquakes and the pi- and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks at that big old storm square in the eye and says, "Give me your best shot, pal. I can take it." <laughs> okay. I love that, and I do actually. One part he starts says, "Just remember what old Jack Burton says," and that old the old uh, the old guy goes, "Who? Jack Burton." Me, <laughs> to it's so great. Okay, my number two is of course from I think you hate her, but Oren Ishii, who uh, uh, Lucy Liu. I don't hate Lucy Liu. Oh, okay. No, somebody hates Lucy Liu, <laughs> and I'm like, no, huh? I'm like, huh? She's like on one of my top, no, <laughs> top most beautiful, incredible women in the world. Although, she's gonna be on some show. Oh, that's a stretch. She's playing Watson. Yeah, well, I'm like, you know. what? But whatever. Okay. Okay, this one is going to have the explicit tag on it because I'm going to... After she runs over and hacks off one of the Yakuza boss's heads... Is this from Kill Bill? Yes, from Kill Bill. As your leader, I encourage you from time to time and always in a respectful manner to question my logic. If you're unconvinced that a particular plan of action I've decided is the wisest, tell me so. But allow me to convince you and I promise... You right here and now. No subject will ever be taboo, except, of course, uh, that uh, the subject that was under just under discussion. The price you pay for bringing up either my Chinese or American heritage as a negative is I collect your fucking head, just like this fucker here. Now, if any of you sons of bitches have anything else to say, now's the fucking time. Jeez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and she's holding up the head of the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, we did that scene in um, in the Dub 420 on the TV show, and I had an exchange student from Japan read that. Oh my god! It was so awesome. Oh it was god. so awesome. Okay, so we've done Jack Burton, we've done Oren, and of course, we all know where the last one's gonna be. I couldn't work a, a Death Race 2000 in here. I should have done the Junior Bruce, you know. Yeah, there's a ton of but. Them. I went with my one, my only, my favorite, Army of Darkness. Oh, and he's okay. standing there in line, and they're and uh, he's standing there getting ready to get to get thrown to his death as their slaves. And he goes, uh, who, uh, "Who are you? I am Jack. I am Henry the Red, leader of its people and keeper of all mankind, or something like that." And he turns to me and he says, "Well, hello, Mister Fancy Pants. I got <laughs> bad news for you. You're right now. You're the leader of two things: Jack and shit." And that's Jack left the, town. Uh, yeah, okay. And that is the greatest. That is your list. That's my number one. Sorry they weren't all dialed in as they should have been. Now, of I, course, there's a million audible mentions. Oh, God. That, there's a million be, of them. There's too many of them. You know, there's yeah. like, you know, all that we were talking about the other day. There's all the, the big Blazing Saddles. Blazing you know? Saddles. Big Lebowski. It's like, excuse me while I whip this out. Where are <laughs> the white women at? I'm the dude, man. <laughs> uh, every, um... 
Every uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger every movie. Time, every, I can't believe I didn't work in Arnold in there because uh, it's he, not a tumor. Yeah. It's not a tumor at all. <laughs> you know. And yeah. These are the ones that you. you Clint Eastwood had it in every movie. You know. Did you ever like? Did you ever see that one? Um, High Plains Drifter. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh, I was in the theaters when it oh, came out. I've yeah. watched that a million times. I watched a that. Great movie. So creepy a great and movie. just yeah, that is one of the best. Saw it in the theater, seventy three. Which is the one where he's the uh, preacher, but he beats the hell out of people with an axe handle. Is but, that Josie Wales? Yeah, outlaw. No, no, not outlaw Josie Wales. Uh, I wow. Can't remember. He's there's Joe Kidd. There's outlaw Josie Wales. There's uh, the Unforgiven. There's uh, no, it wasn't Unforgiven. There's the Spaghettis. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he, yeah. It, it might have been Josie Wales. But he he basically rides into town. And he's a preacher. And uh, it becomes very apparent that there's an evil mining corporation that's running. Yeah, that's Josie Wales. Oh, man. okay. And he and he because he just uses an axe handle and he pretty yeah, much yeah yeah yeah. And they he they blow up that rock and then they get the gold out of the lake and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, we forgot Bond, James Bond, and Shaken oh, Not Stirred, and all the one-liners in that are. You know, you I mean, could, James Bond was like the like the the epitome of one-liners or whatever. So then, what do you what do you think about that box set that's coming out? The Bond box set? There's a Bond all-inclusive coming out. There's 22 of the 23 movies out in Baby Blue for uh, 150 I'm just I'm just waiting for the, the, you know, okay, Blu-ray, great, but I'm just waiting for the next format where they, like, <laughs> where they're like, they, they take two... Blast it into your head? No, they take two, like, uh, electrodes, and they... <laughs> you better stop drinking. <laughs> they take two electrodes, and they hook and them to your... Lo- and they hook them to your nipples, <laughs> and then you can watch the movie. And that's when I lost my condenser mic, when I spit coffee all over it. I actually had this idea, because, you know, there's... At work, you know, there's, like, they're giving away iPods and iPads. Well, I had this idea, which I'm giving it away now, Apple, you know, if you're going to use it, whatever, but I want to be... Like, you know, reimburse for this. I demand compensation. It's called the eye patch. (laughs) It's like... It's like a you put over your eye like a pirate, but you can watch movies and stuff. While you the other eye you can work with, but with the eye patch, you can go on the internet and watch movies. And you don't have to like... You can concentrate on both. So yes, the eye patch. The jokes write themselves. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. The (laughs) eye patch. Yeah, the eye patch. Yeah. You know those... You know those like... um, like those people that like make shows that of making fun of things like I love the seventies and everything. Oh, there's like, so hilarious. many of those. Yeah. Well, there's there's gonna be the I love two thousands and guess what's uh, gonna be the funniest thing ever? What? iPhones and iPads. People are gonna be like, dude, oh, yeah. Macintosh. Like the like everyone's gonna point and laugh like you're wearing a disco pants <laughs> and you're driving in a pimp mobile uh, because they're gonna be like, wait, you bought a computer that was five times more expensive and it did the same thing? And they'll be like, ah, oh, look at those assholes. Like everyone's gonna just point and laugh at all the. All the hipsters from the 2000s, I guarantee it. Yeah, you know, hipsters are, hipsters are... It's tough to be hip, man. That's why I'm square. <laughs> that's why I never have been. Uh, that's why it's tough to be hip, because you're only hip for a certain amount of time, and then you're like a then schmuck. Then the backlash. Yeah, then yeah, you're, you're a, a schmuck. super schmuck. You if know. you're just like one of those guys in the... like. Yeah, kind of like driving through the middle, taking it easy. You know, like Bond... <sighs> Connery will always be hip. Clint, Clint Eastwood... Even yeah. with the chair is always hip or yeah. whatever, it don't matter. But there's some like you know the, sketchy dudes. The reason you can watch an, an ACDC video from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s yesterday is because they wear a t-shirt and jeans yeah. and they scream yeah. the same song. Yeah. And if you wear a t-shirt and jeans and, say, and scream the same song, you'll never go out of style. Unlike people, a flock of seagulls. People go. I, I don't know. Is that from now or the sixties or yeah, the seventies? Yeah. Never. Yeah, timeless. Because <laughs> jeans and t-shirts never like 
they never go out of style or in style. They're just a thing, you know. Yeah, and so. and, and I just wanted to say something in my. I'm gonna have my gripe of the week, and oh, I'm, I'm make it a one-liner <laughs> too. It's just gonna be a one-liner for anybody out there who gets it. They can get it. If not, whatever. But here goes. Samuel L. Jackson, who we talked about yeah. earlier. Really, dude. Anyway, that's well, it. Why? What happened? Well, just leave it at that. That let people. He did a he did a stupid ass commercial for a political commercial. And it's like, really, dude, you look like a dipshit. But whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I stay away from yeah, politics. Yeah, I stay away from that crap. But it's just like when it gets in my face, it's just like, no, dude, you're an <laughs> actor. You're not. You're not. Uh, you're not like you know, be anything more than just an actor. Be what you are. You were a forgotten actor till Tarantino does yeah. his job. Yeah, really. Well, he's Nick Fury now too. But oh, uh, well, no, I mean, he wouldn't. He might not have got that chance. No, never. He became no, never. hip. Him and Travolta got picked up from the n- obscurity. Uh, well, at least he doesn't frequent the bathhouses like Travolta, <laughs> but that's a whole different story, Johnny boy. Uh, that's a one-liner. <laughs> Go-zing. Go-zing. <laughs> you you can't now, handle the truth, John. <laughs> and now for something you'll really like. <laughs> In the future, after the big war, there will come a time to rebuild and a need for a new and special kind of soldier. This man is carrying a loaded weapon. Prepare to meet the next great American hero. That's where you come in. Are you serious? His name is... Hell. Sam Hell. Never heard of you. We're going to Frogtown. And this is the adventure he's been waiting for. We're going to get him out, and then you're going to get him pregnant. And if anyone's got a chance in hell of rescuing the virgins from the evil clutches of Toady. It's a miracle. Right. Let's go. And escaping from Frogtown. Go, 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 go. It's Sam. Holy shit! Be there for the action. <laughs> the adventure. Oh, what are you doing? And be there for the dance of the three snakes. Dance or die! We're all gonna die. When hell comes to Frogtown. Starring Rowdy Ruddy Piper as Sam. You are one weird dude. Sandal Bergman as Nurse Spangle. Wired to blow. Hell comes to Frogtown. Eat left, froggies. Okay, and as the trailer will let you know, let you know that is one of two movies that we're doing today that are. Two. Rod- Roddy Roddy Piper Riffic. Yeah, Rowdy Roddy Piper, whose oh real name my. isn't Roddy Piper, but I guess that's his stage name. Yeah, what's his real name? Do you know? Oh yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know. I looked <laughs> it up today, but I forgot. You know, but it's not his name. And what's fun? What's interesting about it was after he made those two movies, he's been in a lot more stuff that I don't realize. I guess those those were his big star turns. Oh, he was he was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I didn't realize he was in in that much stuff. I mean, I remember him coming back to Roderick, wrestling. Roderick jo- George Tomes. Yeah, something like that. From Saskatchewan, <laughs> a, Canada. A. Wow. Still acting, still doing voice work too. Yeah, sure. He's in a lot of stuff. 
So this is his double feature. This is a star turn Holy from shit. the eighties. I'm telling you, and 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 not only that, but all you mullet fans out there, he's got a serious <laughs> mullet in both of these movies. Oh, so. dude, it's the feathery, lovely it's kind. It's the feathery kind, yeah. You know, maybe. and this one was one that was uh, suggested to us by listener Mim. Mim. Nim. 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 Sorry, and um, and I had never heard of it, but I was like, I was intrigued, and I'm glad that she did forward the the suggestion to us. Yeah, it was it because was, I'll tell you what. You know, I watched. I looked at the name of it, and I was like, "Hell comes to Frogtown," and I'm like, "This, this is interesting." I didn't know that that was the most literal uh, title that I've ever read in my life. Like, I thought it was some obscure thing. No, his name is Sam Hell, and he goes to Frogtown, which is actually a, a town of frogs, like human frogs. They look like well, the, it's like a nuclear. They look like the sleigh stacks from. Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah, yeah, right. But a little bit better. Why don't you tell us about how it comes to Frogtown? <laughs> uh, you know, well, bit. it's 86 minutes. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's, it's a thing. It's yeah, a movie. It's, a it's thing. got Roddy Roddy Piper and uh, Sandal Bergman from uh, uh, Conan and um, other movies. Oh, that's Remember where she's Remember her in from. Conan? Yeah. I do now. Yeah, yeah. She was... I think her name was Valeria in that movie. She wasn't Red Sonia. I kept thinking she was Red Sonia, but she was yeah. called Valeria. She had that look. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's in that, and it's an it's yet another one in our long line of post-apocalyptic yeah. movies. We have it. a theme. We like we have a theme. Yeah. We like destruction. I think. Yeah. So uh, I guess I guess the deal with this one is like Roddy's one of the few guys that you know his uh, boys can swim. I guess. Yes. Uh, after the after the nukes, uh, you know everybody, all the dudes yeah. became infertile. Everyone whatever, was in, so. everyone's infertile. So the the new war against everyone is to see who can populate fastest. And they discover that he um, has <laughs> fertile sperm, and they recruit him. The government recruits him to go and find women and impregnate them. Yeah, right. The, the the fertile women that are left or whatever. And the government. To save his life, they put on, or they oh, save God. his life, uh, and the deal was, you know, you have to do this for us, and then, uh, and then you won't die. So he says, okay, and uh, they put a chastity belt on him that oh that God. beeps and it will explode if he gets out of range. This is a really strange movie. <laughs> uh, it almost looks like it's a goof on the road uh, warrior kind of thing, kinda, and it's. I don't know. It's goofy. It's stupid fun. Yeah, it's it is. serious to it. It's, it's, it's literally like if, if you said, uh, if you gave a 12 or 13 year old, said you can make a movie. Right. They would sit there and they'd go, oh, I love Roddy Piper. Okay, him. Yeah. And I like Conan. Mm, he's too big of a star. Woman from Conan, you're, you're up. Right. You know. Right. And models. And, and then what do you want to do? Oh, you should just go around having sex. Done. We got our movie. And, and frog people. And, and I like frog people too. And they like they just put it in a blender and hit pour. And that was it. And that's what this movie was. Like he just was going around having sex. Well, I mean, the basic the basic plot was that they have to go to Frogtown to find these fertile yeah, women Commander that they they, they they hijacked. Commander Toad stole them. Yeah, stole, they stole them. Stole the fertile fertile women for some reason. Yeah, because I don't think the frogs are gonna have uh, get it, get freaky with them or anything like oh, that. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So they their mission, if they wish, if they choose to accept it, is to go there and save the fertile women, so they can bring them back, and Roddy could like you know lay lay some you know yeah. fun. Yes, have sex with them. Yeah, and have kids and repopulate. Well, no, they they wanted to build armies, so they want to repopulate so they can build more armies, and then right. and then William Smith the. Uh, 
the the guy from the uh, the toll booth guy, and he was also he comes shows up at the end. This is this is William Smith was in CC and Company. Remember the biker dude, oh, uh, Joe Namath's rival, really? and that's that's William Smith. He was the he was the oh, the police God. officer in this, and he was also the crazy <laughs> guy in uh, the two headed uh, transplant movie. So yes, William Smith has been in six hundred. B movies. Was William least. Smith in um, Biker. Killer, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Was he? I the, think so. He was the head chief, right? I think so. I do. That's where I saw. Yeah, him William from. Smith is a classic dude. Yeah. So I mean, and then they they, they get in. They, there's a nurse in charge of taking him around, who is the Conan lady, Sandal Bergman. Yeah. But which is what was her name? Like Squiggles or something. She had a goofy name or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. She she's one of those women that you look at and you're like, she's not beautiful. But she's not ugly. She's not. She's very fit. She's like a bodybuilder. You can tell. Yeah, that. yeah. And she's pretty, but not like I don't know. She's I know hot. it's one of those. She's hot but not hot. Yeah, but like, doable. As like they say. hot. If you say hot or not, you'd go, uh huh. You'd you'd kind of put your arms up and go, I y- yes. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So and then there was more so than not. And then there was the smoking uh, hot body. A girl that was there to protect them, who was just basically like. Uh, she wanted to be Chavez from uh, yeah right Alien. yeah like and she was she was very and she showed him off too she's she took very it off. pretty she was sexy yeah yeah and, but she stood there like with a machine gun at all times yeah right right she, her yeah. job was just to shoot things which that's kind of cool and uh, and they drove around in this very pink panel wagon from the fifties. Yeah, right. The, like a, that girly wagon. Like, well, like one of those nomad. Not a nomad. It's like a. Yeah, I guess a nom- they were called nomads. Oh like, yeah, it's yeah. Like a, it was the, like the, a. It's like an old. It's like part van. Like, like a, a surfer car. Like, yeah, like a panel truck or something. It was very, very weird. So, um, they go to Frogtown and and to they save tr- the girls. They try to save the girls and and wackiness ensues. Um, I mean, the frog makeup wasn't bad. It looked no, uh, it, was, it looked okay for the time. It was way better than for I a, for a cheap old move for a Roger Corman movie. It wasn't bad. That was bad. really good. It was yeah. It was all really well done. There was no, none of that was bad. None of it was not not uh, convincing. You know, like when I watched those movies, I was like, oh, this is good. This is like really actually well produced. You know. And, um, yeah, it's definitely like a you know get together on Friday night with a few beers and have some fun and watch some dopey movie. Yeah. There's some fighting and some shooting and things blow up and women take their tops off and at least that, one anyway. That one, <laughs> yeah, she was the only one that got nude. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. There was a there was a lot of very scantily clad, sexy women, but the only one that ever took her clothing off was Chavez. Yeah, right, right. That's yeah. not her real name. I'm just calling her that. Yeah, because she wears the bandana. So the um. The weird one, the weirdest part for me was there was this stripper who was a frog woman. Right. And she right, was yeah. like seriously trying to have sex with Roddy. Roddy Piper. And I don't know, between his feathered hair and her frog woman, it, it was, it, that was kind of weird, but it was so funny. He hands her a bag. He's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, to put the bag he, over he goes, her head. Do this yeah. one thing for me, you know, and it, it's a real turn on. And he, he made her put a bag on. Yeah. And then later. And then he ran out on her when she put the bag on. And then later he's tied up, and she saves him. And he goes, "How how can I ever repay you?" And she pulls the bag out and starts putting it on her head. Did you see? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, that was funny. I like yeah. actually laughed out loud because yeah, yeah, she was yeah. trying to put the bag on, and he's like, "Not now!" And then she got killed. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Like he was so. He actually was. He actually acted better than expected in this movie. He was yeah, all right. I I actually, to be honest, I liked both of these. 
I like the other one better, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. This one was just a goofy thing, and, uh, but I ended up, like, liking it. I liked it a lot, to be honest. At the end, they drive off, and happily ever after and Roddy's there with a uh, with a carload of women that he's supposed to just have non-stop sex with and uh and you you feel good and you laugh and you're like oh, this is just a good dumb it's, movie it's a feel good movie yeah so that's it what do you, what do you give hell comes to frogtown i'll give it like a 6.5 maybe yeah i'm right there with you you can't say it's awesome but it's good it's well it's it's worth watching it's it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot of there's fun there's worse ways you can spend 90 minutes yeah i i'll, I'll go with a 6 on it you know. All right. So there you have it. Make sure you check that one out. Now the next one is a little bit deeper. So we're going to drop in the trailer and then we'll be right back. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blind to the truth. Take a look. They are safe. As long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them. They're everywhere. Owner. We have no other choice. I don't like this one. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business. Ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. This is what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control! I understand some kind of sequence on TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletales. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Oh, but... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick... And I'm all out of bubblegum. Okay, now on to the more serious matter at hand. Well, serious and that there's more weight to it, but yeah. it's not exactly, you know, Shakespeare or yeah. anything like well, that. During the break, we were talking, uh, and we were both like, "There's not really much more you can say about Hell Comes to Frogtown." And no, a simple plot. It's a very simple plot. Very, it was just fun. They, they padded it out for the eighty-six minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I was sitting. There's there. a lot of Roddy Piper. Yeah. Shenanigans. You know. I was like sitting there kind of like going like, okay, um, let's get let's get this scene over with and let's get to the <laughs> ending. Not because it was a bad movie because I liked it, but it was just like you can tell they were like... Just stretch this out. Stretching yeah. it a bit, yeah. Now the next one here um, is a uh, Carpenter film. That would be John John Carpenter, Carpenter right. Uh, it was very good. Um, I, I liked it a lot and it was had a lot of very deep... Deep uh, thoughts. Deep thoughts. Deep, deep, like uh, looking at consumerism, looking at uh, a lot of different things. Wealth versus wealth poor. versus poverty. It's poverty, almost like yeah. uh, what you call what's going on today. The it's, uh, class warfare. It's thing. It's very. It's very. It's it holds up. Like when you watch it. it yeah, it does. The, it the does. same messages that he was that John Carpenter was showing us in They Live in 1987 or 88. And that is the name of the movie. They, yeah, live. they live is very relevant today. Um, it was striking how relevant it was, to be honest. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is true. And, well, what do you want to say about this movie? Like, basically, um, Roddy Piper plays Nada. Which, which means nothing in which, Spanish. Yeah, which means nothing. His name itself is like... Mm. He's like a drifter. He's kind of like a drifter in both movies, too, when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a out, out-of-work guy and just riding the rails. They show him jumping off a train in the very beginning. He's right, just right. Just one of those guys. And he, throughout the movie, he, he talks a lot about, all I want to do is just do what's right. Yeah, just believes put, in the American dream. American I just dream. Make a living, and he said, I want right. to be an honest worker. This was made all. This was also from '88, so yeah. it's kind of like uh, IMDb says. Helltown, Hell comes to Frogtown is from '88, but I thought it said '87. I thought it was '87. That actually. one was '87, and They Live was '88. That's was how 88, I picked the order yeah. to watch them. I wanted yeah. to watch them in, right. in order. So, um, and he goes to a construction site. Roddy Piper does, and he, and then he meets up with another guy who's just. Out of out of out of his life. Another homeless guy. Homeless guy. I mean, you call him a homeless guy. Yeah, and they just live in these live in this camp. Which is the homeless camp. A homeless it's camp. Like a tent city. Tent or city. Something. Yeah, and they and they just work and they go to work at this construction site. Um, and Roddy starts noticing that the people. Well, they're watching TV. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're at night when they're all like re, re, you know relaxing or whatever. I mean, uh-huh. this is a like a tent city. You know, everybody's out in the open, and they happen to have like an old beat up TV or whatever. So they're watching whatever shows on. All of a sudden, these weird transmissions come in from like yeah. some kind of like con- it almost looks like it's conspiracy slash right. slash preacher guy or whatever talking about like you know they're here and they're gonna do all this and they're taking us over and we got to do something about it and they're basically talking about like uh you know the the uh, wealthy people or the people like controlling the media or whatever we want to call it you know and of course you know that's an that's a pretty uh whatchamacallit um universal topic of like can me does the media really control what you think or are you like you know free will yeah, yeah per free will yeah free will i mean can you have free will if like Everything that they're selling you has got subliminal messages underneath it, or right. whatever. The show and the shows were very Paul Verhovenish. Yeah. And if you know what I mean, anyone who's watched RoboCop knows that most of the charm from that movie was Verhoeven's twist, twisted look or take on like media and social media, and um, not social media, but you know what I'm saying, like multimedia. Multimedia, the media, and and, uh, and he uh, and that's. The the shows that they were breaking into with that with that um, rebel group, yeah, right. They, they were they. That's what they looked like. They looked like Paul Verhoeven's. Like I'd buy that for a dollar. Like it was like that uber consumerism, right? You know, yeah, exactly and that's right. what the, those are the TV shows that they would break into with that. And it, that's what I thought of immediately. Yeah, no, like, no, true. And yeah. uh, so and it, it, they get a severe headache whenever this rebel um, transmission comes onto the TV. And it's basically saying, you know, there's aliens here. They're all surrounding us and everything like that. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Roddy Piper sees a couple well, the church guys, across the, the church. There's a church across the street that is kind of running this the food shelter for this mm-hmm. homeless tent camp, and he sees a bunch of guys going into it, and he follows them, and he notices that's where the transmission's coming from. Right, right. Um, and he also he accidentally falls into this room. That's right, filled with that's it, filled yeah. with boxes, and he doesn't go into the boxes at that point because he makes too much noise, so he runs out. Well, then, is it right? It's pretty much right after that the cops storm this. They burn the church and they they bulldoze the entire tent city. And 
Well, he's able. I think he's able to uh, grab like a box of. Uh, he finds he goes the sunglasses. Back. He goes back he after goes they back, after yeah. they burn the church and bulldoze the thing. He goes back into the church because he says, "Well, I got to find out what those boxes were." Right. And then he finds these sunglasses. It's just a box of sunglasses. So he takes one out and he puts the rest of them in a trash can, in a box, you know. And he puts them all. He puts these sunglasses on, and all of a sudden, everything in the world is seen in almost like black and white and. Like underneath a, a a billboard, every billboard says like obey, consume, consume, obey, and work, procreate, procreate, and go to sleep. Yeah, and all these everything says that everything says uh, stay asleep. Everything says obey. Everything and everything subliminal messages. Right, and they're always very one sided. Just eat, sleep, consume, and consume, and make little babies. Yeah, you know. Uh, just what they, just what the the the, the gruff seaman said in the uh, Jaws. Yeah, the right. only thing a shark does is eat and make little sharks. <laughs> no, whatever. I forget that one liner, but it was a great one. And um, so yeah, and and the glasses when he's walking around, he also it also lets you see who's an alien and who's not. Yeah, the aliens look like a cross between a skull and a lizard kind yeah. of. Yeah. Kind of like V that uh, miniseries. Yeah, from back yeah. Then. yeah. And the the weird. The first time he he actually reacts how a person probably would. Yeah. Like one guy who's like one of these aliens is right by him and he sees him as they are and the guy's like what are you looking at? And he won't say anything and he also can't he can't say anything and he can't stop looking at him. Like that whole scene the first time he sees an alien he's like he doesn't even say anything, you know. Now of course, you know, when we're talking about this is this is something that that, that I just thought of right now. When we're talking about this and when he puts on the glasses, he sees them black and white. He sees all these subliminal messages. And basically, Carpenter's doing like a take on consumerism, commercialism, or whatever. But, you know, it makes me think, okay, dude, yeah, you put on the glasses, and you see the subliminal message. But now, what's the subliminal message behind this movie? I don't know. That's just my thought for it. But at any rate... Wow. Yeah, what are you trying to tell us behind the scenes? Well, obviously, we can see it's something about consumerism, but what's your... If you have an agenda behind the movie, but in any way, that's just something that came to me right now. Well, yeah, that's so like meta. Wow. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Know, but I, I yeah, we even... just had a weird uh, experience. Yeah. So, right now. The um. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, everything has a message behind it. Like, it's just why like, would he? What What was the message for him saying the message? Yeah. As you're saying, oh, what are you What are you trying to promote? What do you What's your agenda? Obviously, you're you're talking about consumerism. You're talking about uh, the 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 good and you know class warfare maybe it could be even like a kind of a religious kind of parable with uh with uh Roddy Piper being you know coming out of nowhere and then at the end you know saving you know whatever but anyway you know what is what you know it was it, it it's 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 almost it's obvious but it's ambiguous too in a right. way which makes it a movie that will you know you think about a little it, more well it kind of will be timeless you know yeah because. If I can watch this 30 years later and still go, yeah, that does mean that does make sense. I mean, when I saw it in the movie theater, I didn't get all that stuff, but I saw it in '88, you know, and yeah. I was like, I didn't get all this like commentary because I wasn't like, you know, after like all these years of watching media and watching news and and, and like, being sold yeah. and being sold iPhones every and being sold every iPhones six months and, that and don't remember the iPad patch is coming soon. But yeah. anyway, I mean that that to me, I think of like. You got to think of the 80s when it was the go-go 80s with lots of cocaine and yeah, everyone yeah. was like a go-go out for me only, like really greedy. Well, it's the same way now, except 
now we don't we're in the middle of like a depression even though they don't call that this that anymore exactly we're yeah. in the middle of a massive war even though they don't call that a war anymore yeah what are we hiding so like wow it, we're getting real political it's even like more relevant yeah we're being way, yeah. we're being sold computers that cost five times as much that do the same thing we're being sold little little phones that I need a new one even though the last one just came out like six months ago yep exactly who needs yeah. this shit Exactly, yeah. You tell somebody to put down their phone for a day, they act like it's the end of the goddamn world, and what's on the phone? Nothing. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's nothing on that piece of shit, you know? It's just another way of getting the same information. And who needs it anyway? <laughs> like, yeah. do you really have to look up what flavors ice cream they sell at, at you know, at McDonald's the second you're there? Like, Well, the thing about consumerism is that they're all, I guess, I guess the basic idea behind it, uh, an iPhone or a computer or whatever is... Trying to sell you something that you didn't know you needed. Yeah, but, and now they're. But it's kind of the. But point. now that you need it, you want more. It's kind of the point where now, like, you don't even need it, and they resell it to you. Yeah. These phones that are coming out, and I shouldn't just beat up on iPhones. Androids do it. Everyone does it. Yeah. Every three or six months, well, they just have one new feature. Who gives a shit? It's just a stupid phone. And when was the last time you actually talked to somebody on your phone? Well, I still do. So I don't even know. I, I have a regular phone. So I, I don't even know why they people. call it a phone anymore. It's not. It's not a phone. It's I, I, like I actually a, prefer to talk. I mean, I, I texting's fine, but I have a I have a regular cell phone, and I prefer yeah. to talk to people because you know there's a human factor involved in it too. The weirdest thing is I can't stand using my phone for a phone. That's funny. I use I I, so I shouldn't even call it a phone. I have anymore. I I, die, I use like at my work. If I if I call somebody that I know is local, I take I pick up like. The old school office phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. I dial that because it feels like normal to me. The, talking into a piece of glass that's too small for either side of my ear or my mouth doesn't see, seem yeah, normal. Yeah, I don't have any one of those, so I have uh, no clue what you're talking about. But well, I, I get you have, the gist. You have, you have your glasses on. You have your yes, sunglasses on. Yeah, I have you're my like, sunglasses he, on or my eyeglasses Dr. Morbius on. from Parts Unknown doesn't buy into that crap. He has I buy into enough on. crap, but not that crap or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just one of those things where, and this is one of the, this is the part of it. This is part of this movie that the subject is bigger than the movie lets on. Yeah. You know. But anyway, so <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And then he runs into. He's trying to convince everyone, and of course, no one's buying into it. He, yeah, he goes into this. He walks down the street. He sees the alien people. He uh, goes into some supermarket or whatever, right. and, they're, and they're hassling yeah. him because he keeps looking at magazines and stuff, and he sees these like. Every time you turn the page, it says buy more. Or, buy you know, more, yeah. Do and whatever. Then he, um, one of the women, no, one of the alien women discovers that he can see her. Yeah, right. Because he starts flipping out. He's like, there they are. You can see them. And then she talks into her wristwatch. Yeah. Yeah, this guy can see us as we are. Right, right, yeah. So then the cops come and he Roddy Pipers them. Like he body slams them, gets yep. a gun and shoots them. So then he goes and he gets the shotgun out of the cop car. This is the first time where I could actually relate to him. He yeah. disarmed the guy, and then he went and got more guns. So many times, I it makes me cringe when when they're in the people are in the middle of this and they let guns lay, they let ammo lay, they yeah, don't right. they don't rearm themselves, and it it kind of hurts my brain because well, the one that always hurts my brain is when you run into a car and it's always got the keys in it and it starts. Up. <laughs> yeah, that's well, the one. What the hell was the last time you ever didn't lock your car? Yeah, well, anyway. You know, anyway, so, yeah, so he, and then he turns on, he runs into a building. It turns out he runs into a bank. 
So here's this guy with these yeah. big shades with, on. With the, therefore, with a, the line with a, with a shotgun and a pistol in his hand, and he didn't mean to be in a bank. It's not like he was robbing the bank, but that's like the ultimate wrong place at the wrong time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the line where he says, yeah, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Which he delivered as if he was reading it from a big cardboard sign. Um, but it That's was so freaking memorable. It was funny, yeah. And he, the, the fact that he says bubble gum made yeah, me laugh. Yeah, I kept it, thinking it was gum, but he has to say bubble gum. I, I was, was like, whatever. Like, awesome. So he gets out of that situation and he gets... He starts blowing people up, Yeah, he man. starts shooting the, the aliens. And he gets into a car and he basically carjacks somebody but makes her drive. Meg Foster, who yeah. was in a lot of movies in the 70s and you'll know her by her like incredibly blue eyes or scary blue eyes. What else actually. was she in? 70s TV movies, tons of stuff. I mean, I mean, I can't even think I, of... I'm I, thinking of, like, uh, Welcome to Arrow Beach. I'm thinking of lots of uh, TV shows, TV movies. Uh, you name it, man. She's she's pretty scary looking now, as, as evidence from that yeah. picture or whatever. But, yeah, it looks like Masters of the, Master of the Universe was there. I mean, that her filmography is massive, dude. Yeah. It's like TV, movie... Mega movie! Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You'll 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 know her. You'll love her. Matt Foster. I knew her name, but when I saw her on screen, I I didn't know her. Like I don't know why. Like she is scary now. Yeah, she looks pretty rough. That, but the eyes are still piercing blue, like yeah. almost like seeing through your soul. Or yeah, something. exactly. So she and this was the funniest thing. He makes her go to their her apartment. And yeah, he hijacks her. He, he hijacks her, her, and then basically... Well, and, and did they go to the movie studio at that point? No, 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 no that's way bank. later. Okay, yeah. That's in the bank, okay. He, he, he's like laying there trying to recuperate from this tra- trauma he's been through. And she goes, oh, I'm going to get something to drink. And he goes, okay. So she's sitting there... Yeah, holding, they're, in, they're, they're in her apartment. They're in her apartment. She, she's sitting there... I had to rewind to watch this move again. He comes over... To look out the, or to say what's your name or something like that. He's trying to defuse the situation because he doesn't really want any trouble. She spins around, smashes the the wine bottle off of his head, and kicks him through a plate glass window over an embankment. Yeah, like that move was so fast. He t- he must have taught her like the wrestling moves or something like that because it was like a lightning, a flash. And it, it was literally like one of those things where you go, huh? And you re- rewind it, and she just kicks his ass. Like, and no no drawn-out fighting. She spins, smashes the bottle, and in the same motion, kicks him through the window. <laughs> and, it, and, he, and he rolls down. Who knew she huge, was ninja? Yeah, she was, she was ninja-style on that one. <laughs> and she kicks him right down this mountain, and he's, like, hobbling. And then his buddy comes. Of course, he makes it through this, like, humongous mountain. He gets, he's got a bottle break in his head, he's, and, he, and, he, and he, he's, cause he's Roddy down, Piper. He's falling down a mountain, but he is Roddy Piper. So he, Superhuman. So he goes to get... This is one of the parts where you're like, yeah. what the hell's going on here? Yeah, yeah, he gets yeah, his yeah. friend, um, who's been in a lot of stuff, a black, the black guy who's... Uh, is it Keith David? Yeah, I think so. I'm I don't not know. sure. I'm not sure if, Keith, if he's Keith David or the uh, the main preacher was Keith David, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's been in tons yeah, of... Yeah, Keith David. Yeah, Keith David. Okay. So he's basically... Uh, yeah. He's like that... He has a big smile, been in The Thing. He, I knew him from The Thing. But yeah, that's he, right. He's, he's in the thing. He's been in everything. Yeah. So anyway, he meets he, him in the alleyway. In the alleyway, he's trying to make him put on these glasses and keep. Yeah, he's trying to basically make him a believer, which is kind of the religious thing that sometimes uh, you can see. 
It's like, you, you got to believe me. And it's like, dude, you know, get away from me. I'm just trying to live my life. It's like, no, you got to see the light. You know, it's almost like, okay. You know. I never, I didn't get that, but now that you say it, it's yeah, yeah. And, like and it. basically, they go through like a, what, five-minute fight to get them to... Oh, this fight. And this fight was actually one of those that was like more realistic. Yeah. Like a lot of times in movies, like somebody gets punched in the face or smacked, and they just stand right up and they start slugging. This was two guys beating the shit out of each other. And eventually it got to like where they were hitting with bats and or a, a board and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, uh-huh. they were beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, I mean, if and Keith David like, would just say, okay, I'll wear your glasses for a second. They'll fight. You know? That's what I was thinking. I was like, put on your damn glasses. Just, yeah. you know, if you really want me to, I'm not going to get into a fist fight over putting on glasses. But um, finally he makes him and he sees everything and he's like, what are you, what's this, what's this? And it... it well, he gets him another pair, right? Didn't yeah. he find well, he, the, uh, he the, the garbage box. can? Yeah, he went yeah. back and got the box of glasses. It was in a garbage can. And um, then they go to a hotel because they're so beat up. And this was very oh, yeah, funny yeah. because they were, like, destroyed. Their faces were puffed up and bruised, and it was really good, you know. Yeah. And then they find another guy. They go to a meeting. We'll, we'll speed this up. They go to a meeting. They find out that there's a resistance, that people that do, there are people that know about these guys. Yeah, well, they run into the preacher. Right, the preacher. Who escaped, and, and, and who escaped from the beating that they were giving him. Remember when in the beginning where the cops came and broke up the yeah. uh, the church? Well, he escaped, I guess he got through. I mean, they looked like that. The, the blind preacher got beat. I guess he got through that. Or he got, yeah, he got away or whatever. Yeah. So then he goes, okay, well, um, you know, there's this resistance. They put on contacts, new contacts that let you see everything. Uh, probably so you don't have to wear those dumb glasses. It's probably... In, bad for the movie yeah so at that point then the police raid well wait wait there's an important thing that happened this was the thing that kind of leads you to believe that there's like there were some humans kind of like in league because remember when they go to the resistance meeting all of a sudden meg foster's there meg foster was the one that right that beat that beat him up Uh, but she wasn't an alien because he had the glasses on so he could see that she wasn't an alien and then and when she kicked him down the hill his those sunglasses fell out of his pocket yeah so they were in her apartment yeah, right. So she was like, oh, I can see now. Yeah. You know, so she's basically... and she So works, she's there. And she works at the major channel, the major cable channel 54. Right, right. So these, she's there, and all of a sudden, when they start talking, all of a sudden, the cops come in shooting, so it's obvious that she was the one that right, brought them brought there. there. But she, and then she, but she also tells them, no, the reason you can't see them is because there's a signal being broadcast from cable 54, and that's what's keeping everyone blinded. That's the main signal. Right, right. That yeah. coats the entire world and lets you see... You know, norm, see things as normal even though they're not. Yeah, right. And um, they, they, everyone's getting machine gunned. Uh, the cops bust in. They're killing everyone. Roddy Piper and and uh, David. Keith David. Keith David get escape. out. And they kill a lot of people in some less than convincing fashion. Yeah. Well. They act. Then they 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 activate the wristwatch that has a porthole. Yeah, that's right. They, they gave them, the the guys in the church gave them that, that watch, that right. portal watch. That the other guys have, and that, that opens up a porthole that takes them back to a safe house. Yeah, because they, they end up going into, they're, they're escaping from the cops, and they end up in an alleyway, and they're, and they're hiding out. They're trapped, and all of a sudden, it's like, all of a sudden, they see the watch kind of beeping. He goes, well, we might as well try this out. Yeah, and they jump in, and then they go yeah, to... Yeah, it's like a, like a hole opens up in the in behind them, and they just jump into it, kind of mm-hmm. like you know the Bat Cave or something. If you've ever seen, uh, if you've ever seen the video game Porthole, yeah, that, that's go. where they got this idea. That's where they got their idea. They watch this and they go, dude, let's do that. Yeah, there you so, go. So, um, 
And then what? Then they see that... Well, yeah, they both go in there. Right. And then all of a sudden, they see they're like in an underground kind of like complex like or whatever. Like a bunker. Yeah. Like a bunker. And they're walking around. All of a sudden, they stumble into that meeting. Yeah. And there's everybody's in, dressed up in like suits and tie. And they're telling... Some people are aliens. Some people yeah, are Yeah, and they're going like, it's great. See, see, you went with us and now you're really rich and now yeah. you're really you know you're going to be great it's going to be great you're a traitor of the human race but you're going to be r- it looked like rich a G- and wealthy again this like is a GOP convention yeah exactly it was a GOP convention it was <laughs> exactly or RNC RN- yeah it was it was definitely like you know a, yeah. a, a rip on the republicans right yeah there, and it yeah. was exactly it and that's what it looked like and the, they're the all the aliens look like Dan Quayle or whatever <laughs> you know it was real obvious i mean maybe now it wouldn't be but like when i look at it with my eyes from back then it was like oh yeah this is like the end of the Reagan era, so he's doing his little take on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. so sure. So then, whatever they go back. Well, they meet that one guy. Yeah, they meet the and guy. and the guy's like, "Hey, you guys made it, great! I'm glad that you're here. You know, let me show you around or whatever." Right. So and then we, they so basically they they get to the the guns, and they go they're going up to the rooftop to knock out the signal so everyone in the world can see who people for what they are, and in a very quick cut. The Keith David and Roddy Piper are running up these stairwells. Well, yeah, because now the cops are after the cops them. Are they, after they them. shot. They shot the. They shot some people. Yep. And now the cops are after them. Alerted and they, the federal. Alerted, yeah, alerted federal. So they're coming after them, and they're they're stuck in the cable building, and they're running cables, and they're running all through it. And yep. Meg Foster's there. And too. the thing is, the thing is on the seat on the roof. That's what's that's what's projecting it. And in a very quick cut, Meg Foster pulls out a little like a little um, boot gun and shoots Keith David. Yeah, like, like uh, in the head. right in the temple. Like, yeah, you don't see much. You don't see anything, basically. But it was it was an incredibly fast edit. It was, yes. It that was. must have been a bad shot, or maybe he really got hurt. Uh, he the way she put the gun to his head, even a blank might have actually hurt him. Wow. Or something. I, I I don't I didn't read that, but the the way they edited, usually they let something like that Linger. Sink, sink in a little bit. But this one it was just like it was literally like one second cut. Right. So then we get to Roddy. He's up on the roof. The helicopters are there. Sh- Sh- Meg Foster's there. He puts down his gun. She's like, "Don't do it. Don't don't you dare do it." So he puts down his gun, but then he has another one, which I don't even know where that one came from. Yeah, well, you know, I think they, 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 they were just armed. They were stockpiling. They were arming cops and grabbing guns. In the other movie too, they were grabbing guns. Yeah. yeah so, so he and he shoots her down. Um. And there's a helicopter. There's a helicopter there. there. Already, they, they already know that he's in the the top of the building. Yep. So they shoot him. He shoots the the, the thing, satellite the, dish. The satellite dish. It explodes. the The beam stops. He can. The people start seeing everything for what they are. Like people at bars are. You can see that they're aliens. Naked, naked women having sex can look yeah, down and see that they're on top of an alien. Yeah. The With, end. The <laughs> end. And then, but it goes to him. And his last. The last shot is is Roddy Piper giving the finger to the people yep. at, in the in the helicopter. Chop, in the helicopter, and then fade to black. Yeah. Cast in order of appearance. And it was a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like uh, John Carpenter's take on the world. It seemed like a yeah. pretty cynical one, pretty, uh, you know, rough yeah, one. But, I'm, I, I, I concur with most of it, uh, not, to not be honest. Not all of it, not yeah, all of it. Yeah, you have to lighten up a little bit. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be one of those guys. Yeah, you don't want to be like, you know, strident guy, like <laughs> good versus bad. Rich people are bad. Good people 
or great or anything like yeah. that. There's a lot of conspiracy theory in there too, you know. Yeah. Like you see the guys now like the Alex Joneses or whatever, you see a lot of conspiracy thing like, you know, they're not really this, they're really that. You're not really Republicans. They're, they're, there's, you know what, it seemed like the New World Order thing too, you know, <laughs> that they had that kind of feel to it where it was like, you know, we're going to get you guys and we're going to all be together and we're going to create a one world government. So it's very relevant to today almost, more so than it was. More as, so. More so than it was for when I remember watching it. See, and I think one of the other things is what a lot depends on where you're at when you see it. Yeah, movie. exactly right. I, when, if I would have seen this when it came out, believe it or not, that's that was the year I graduated from high school. Right. Th- this would have had no bearing on me. Would have been a cool sci-fi movie. Yeah, and I would have been like, dude, obey, that's like a punk thing. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I had yeah. no... I didn't like consider yeah. all other things. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't care. Yeah. And also, I was poor, and I was working every day of my life since I'm 13, so we didn't have anything. Yeah, right. Not, so not nothing. Like, we, we had we had enough. You were middle class, whatever. Yeah, you know, and we were fine. We had electric and food, but we, we didn't food. But we didn't have you shit. You were rich. Yeah, exactly. Everything I had, I worked for. Right. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, it would this message would have been totally lost on me at that point, but now I see it from a different light, you know, and I kind of agree with a lot of it, although there's nothing you can do about it, you know, so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, in a sense, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with the, you know, the class warfare, but I agree with a lot of the... consumerism stuff. I agree with the consumerism stuff a lot. I agree with that there is a a bigger divide between rich and poor now, yeah. you know, but I can't say that the rich people are all evil and the poor people yeah, are all great, some you know. Didn't. Some got it for free, some didn't. Some rich, poor people are good. Some poor people have agendas and they want to do bad yeah. things, you know. It's the human nature. That, the one thing that does bug me, and... The I, consumerism I, part I, is well, the part well, that, that, definitely. That part, but one thing that bothers me is I'm an outsider, and I've, I've never felt more of an outsider in my life than this period in, in time. If I what, like, if I say, oh, people shouldn't be buying iPhones, I'm an asshole. Like the statements I said earlier in this podcast about it's hilarious that how much uh, people pay for a Mac or you know or whatever an iPad or whatever. I, I'm an asshole. Pe- like I can't openly say that, otherwise people would either make fun of me or or think I'm, oh, you just you know you don't understand or I, I, like I'm missing it or I'm stupid or like that's the that is the mentality now. Yeah, if you're not with us, you're against us. And and that is like the 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 weirdest thing in the, in ever. Exactly like, right. I've, like I, I can't. You. You're an individual. You can believe whatever you want to believe, and if you don't and, choose to believe it, you're not evil or bad. It's just your opinion. Yeah, and before I never was so anti that stuff before, until I started be almost being an outcast because I don't like it. Yeah. Like if no one cared if I liked whatever I had, if I had didn't have an iPad or I did have one. If that didn't matter, I probably would never go through life and not give a shit. Right, exactly. But, uh, just, I don't know. It's, it's, but it's, but do, don't you have an iPhone? No. What is that that you have? Is that an a, Android. Oh, it's an Android. Okay, well, it's in well, the it's, same ballpark or whatever, it's isn't cheap. it? The only reason I have it is because oh. it's cheap. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's well, that's bottom line. I'm the real rebel because yeah. all I got is a little friggin' phone. No, like the real the, rebels don't even have one of those. The real, the real rebels have smoke signals. Yeah, now what does... Okay, well, I have an off-air question for you. Okay. So anyway, we'll wrap this up. I don't, I don't mean to be too deep, and I also never really mean to be too biting. In my I, I really want to be deep and biting, but I can't be because because I'm, I'm holding you back. Because no, because I'm a <laughs> doofus. Because 
a lot of times the way I say things, it's taken wrong. If you really like having iPads or if you like the stuff, that's cool. I don't really care, you know. But we're we're allowed to make fun of you. Well, we don't hate you. Well, what we're I, just goofing. Me making fun of you. I'm has, making fun of movies. We're making fun of everything in this no, show. If you think I'm making fun of you, wait about ten years. Yeah, right. You're gonna be the, like if 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 anyone sees a picture of you holding one of those. I mean, for God's sakes, we're, we're watching <laughs> They Live, we're watching Blood Freak, we're watching all this stuff. Hell comes to Frogtown. Hell comes to Frogtown. I mean, you know, we we, we kind of sneak in these subliminal things every once in a while, but, you know, we're, we're not really... I will say, of all of this, I never thought, looking at a, uh, the picture, when it says, Hell comes to Frogtown, I never thought that was a literal thing in my life, until Sam Hell yeah, went right. into a town of frogs, and I'm like, holy shit, you know... And there were remakes, too. There's a remake of There's this? There's a remake, but not with Brody Piper or anybody. There is a remake. I don't Who know if we're going to watch it. Who would remake Hell Comes to Frog? The, the producers. <laughs> oh, my God. The, I think one of the directors... That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. One of the directors, R, I think his name is R.J. Kaiser, <laughs> I think he was responsible for American footage in Godzilla 85. I'm not 100% sure, though, but I've heard that name before. He was really on a roll. Oh, he was rolling it, man. He was rolling Kaiser it. roll. Come on. Ah, no, no, really. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but um, bum oh, <laughs> Don't forget was, to tip your waitress on the way terrible. out. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what do you give what do you give they live? Uh, I'm gonna give it like uh I'm gonna give it like an eight point five. That's exactly where I was at, eight point five. I I really score this high because I actually enjoy when a movie makes you think a little bit. But yeah. not but it's not too nutty. It's yeah, take still, it for what it is. It's still you know? Roddy Piper where with a mullet and feathered hair yeah. in glorious eighties vision, you know. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But and, uh and things blow up and people get killed. No boobs, but eh. Yeah, that's the only thing it really it didn't no boobs. No boobs. That's Not all right. this time, but that's okay. I don't know if I'd want to see Meg Foster's boobs. We'll have some more in our next movie. Yeah, what are we gonna do next week? You know We have to do a very versus. Well soon. No, yeah, yeah, we'll do one soon, but it's October. It's Halloween month. Oh so how about like some maybe some werewolves, some vampires, some monster guys right, or whatever? That might be good. All right. Because I have movies in mind I'm already. I'm not watching Teen Wolf. No, we're not watching Twilight. We're not doing <laughs> Teen Wolf. I don't even know why I hate Teen Wolf. I actually enjoyed it when it came out with Michael Fox, but I think if, if I rewatch that... I, I think walked out on that movie in the theaters. I thought it was such a piece of shit. I walked I, out. I actually think if I rewatched it, I'd be like, this is painful. And but I you can't. know what? You need to give Twilight another chance. No, how about I don't? Okay. Uh, I couldn't even make it Come through on. the I couldn't make it through the rip tracks of <laughs> of Twilight. That's how bad I think those are. And Come on, glittering vampires. Come oh, on. When did that happen? That's so cool. That's so like. Is that like unicorns and stuff like that? I don't oh, know. If RoboCop it, riding a unicorn would bust through that movie, that'd be all right. A you know, bit. RoboCop was a good movie, but I did not like RoboCop too. I didn't like that they're making a remake of RoboCop, and he uh, looks like he's wearing um, he looks like he's just wearing like a Kevlar uniform. Oh, brother! Anyway. Yeah, I don't know, man. These these might just be <sighs> these might be wrong shot. Like these might just be production shots or something. Like it might be way way better. I'm not gonna write it off, you know. But I was like, oh, really? You know. Well, I mean, it's not like they're remaking. 
Have they remade Casablanca yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how you put yet, and that's an honest thing. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think so. You know, I think some well, there's one or two movies that they don't they don't do the Frankenstein's, the the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I think they stopped with the Wizard. No, they did the the Wiz, the uh, the African American version of it. But I don't think they've remade Casablanca yet. Yeah, so there's yeah. a, there's a couple of them. Oh, there's RoboCop there. Yeah, he's all right. I he guess. looks like the Silver Surfer dude. Yeah, he does look. He looks like the Silver Surfer. He looks like he's got like back problems or something. I he don't also know. looks like he should be wearing that chastity belt from Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. The electric junk thing. Yeah. Huh, okay. <laughs> You're like, huh, yeah. Yeah, that that didn't look like fun. This doesn't look like it would be fun. No, neither did the electric chastity belt that Roddy Piper wore, but whatever. Did they say something that he had, like, some kind of a device so he could, like, you know, go to the bathroom or whatever? They I'm just said to open the flap. The flap, yeah, the flap. Oh, God. And uh, the flap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay. We're going to suggest watching both of these. They're fun. They Live is a bit more... Uh, deep, but deep, deep, deep thoughts. You could still drink some beer with your buddies and watch. Oh that. yeah, it's a good action movie, no doubt about it. You know, and we'll, I guess we'll just figure out what we're gonna watch for next week, and we'll post that on our Facebook page. So if you're not in the know, then get to know what good is once, and uh, you know, have yeah. to join that. Yeah, you'll love them. Whatever and, it is, you'll and, like them, and we're gonna or you'll leave, hate them. We're gonna leave you with hopefully Ultraman. In a ukulele version. Yeah, just for your listening enjoyment. That's a thing. (laughs) 